Hi. Hi. Oh, man. Are we doing the intro or are we doing the intro to the intro? We should do the intro to the intro, right? I guess so. Okay. Well, you're going to hear us say hi, it's uh, Charm Spellcast in, in just a little bit. We're from the future. We're from the future. <laughs> well, really, this is from the past? Uh, well, this is present Shayna acting as future Shayna. Mm-hmm. To past Shayna. To past Shayna. you're about to hear next. While on the same couch as future Bryce. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're in the same place, but we're about to transport you back in time to June 2022, which is when we recorded our last episode of Charmed, a spellcast. Our last, but not our final. No. Truly not our final. So what you're going to hear, uh, it was Pride, the Amber Heard Johnny Depp uh, defamation case had just concluded in a very sad fashion. Um, Bryce had just come back from a wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had so much going on. <laughs> um, I, I made a spiel about corporations knocking at my door dressed in rainbow flags because it was pride, which I said to Bryce, at least I can comment about this. Uh, this year, that that did not happen because a lot more support for LGBTQ rights, the bottom dropped out of it because corporations uh. are shills and cowards. But anyway, that's that's the only time capsule thing I have. But we wanted to record this little intro to say that we're so back. <laughs> we're so back. Uh, we said we were back before, and then we weren't, but this time. But this, this time, time. We are. Oh, baby, we're so bad. And we're going to be better than ever. Yes, we are. Probably. And uh, maybe. So in keeping with that, we want to let you know that the following episode has about 20 minutes of us in our prior tradition talking about absolutely nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. Not even mentioning Charmed. Like an episode of Seinfeld. Like an episode of... Yes. It's amazing. We are the Seinfeld podcast if that was about charm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining a podcast about Seinfeld where we just go episode by episode through Seinfeld and it's two people talking about nothing about a show talk, talking about a show that's also about nothing. We're rebranding. Actually, we're this pivoting. is... We're pivoting. We're pivoting. It's no longer about Charmed. Actually, actually, it is, but... We have about 20 minutes of blathering on about how much we love each other and uh, fire festival documentaries and absolute streaming services, absolutely nothing. So either you can skip to about the 20 minute mark and that's when we actually start talking about the episode, or you can take this time to enjoy us talking about nothing because we are going to be cutting down on that, Bryce. Yes. In the new year, we're taking a red pen to everything. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be like you never thought we were best friends. We're not going to ask each other about our lives. We're co-workers. We're at best colleagues. Uh, we're bound to this contractually uh, by a contract we signed somewhere in hell. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll still talk to each other. Maybe. maybe. But... But we just want to let you know this is a time capsule. Uh, we miss you all very much, all one of you, <laughs> <laughs> Liana. Um, and we're just thankful if you do end up listening to this that you decided to click on us again because we know we betrayed you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We didn't want to re-record this because uh, the episode we watched was... Didn't want to rewatch it. We just didn't want to rewatch it. But anyway... Please, please, 
enjoy this time capsule. We are excited to be back. May this wet your palate for when our full, true return in the new year. Or remind you of what your New Year's resolution was, which was to not listen to Charmed to Spellcast anymore. <laughs> which you succeeded in doing for a year and a half. I can't believe we talked for almost five minutes. All right, we should wrap it up. Okay. okay. Enjoy! Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Yes. Okay, ready? Ready. Hi, I'm Shayna. And I'm Bryce. And this is Charmed, Charmed a Spellcast. Six months apart, but nary a second in 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 saying the intro. <laughs> we were ready. Nary a second of intro uh, in synchronicity. Yes. And that's, yeah. that's the way it's always been. Mm-hmm. Hi, Bryce. Hi, Shana. I oh, I would ask you how are you doing, but we just had a conversation before this in which you didn't you didn't know how to answer that. <laughs> What it's should a, I what should I ask? No, no, no. It's okay. We'll fake it for the audience. Ask me how I'm doing. How are you doing? I'm neither here nor there. <laughs> Ooh, you did it. That was good. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was that was very debonair. I enjoyed it. Um, what's what's mm. what's the house kept like? How have you kept the house? Yes. How <laughs> have I kept my house? Um wow. Oh, I mean to summarize the past like year that we haven't been doing a recording for the show, um, I guess has I, it been a year? No, no, no. I was being facetious, but like, oh my god, it's it's been quite some time. I mean, the last time we recorded might have literally been last year. Yeah, I I think you're right, actually. Um, okay, I can give you some like recent updates. Uh, my dad's in town; he's visiting, so I got lunch with him several times, which was delightful. Um. Oh. I went to a wedding. Why isn't, hmm? why isn't he on the pod, Bryce? Oh, he's he's microphone shy. Okay. Maybe maybe at some point uh, he would record an outgoing greeting for Oh, us. my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I, I recently, not recently, but, like, I saw some, like, YouTube video of, like, this beauty YouTuber, like, a pretty small beauty YouTuber, and she did her makeup while her dad did the uh, voiceover, and that was some good comedy gold. Yes. I want just a smidgen of that for this podcast. I would like that. That is my greatest <laughs> wish. Yeah. And, and it was, like, classic, um, like, like, the YouTuber, I think, is probably, like, born and raised an American, but, like, her dad is an immigrant, so he, like has literally no idea what's going on. He's like, why Why do you put that on your face? Why do you? To To be totally fair, I don't think my dad would know either, and he, he was also born in the U.S. True. I, I should not say that um, 
the immig uh, yeah origin country Different. of origin does not have a bearing on whether you know about makeup but uh, but I see what you're saying. Very very different culture. Very yes. culture shock. Thank you. That yeah. that is what it is. So there's a generational gap, and then there's a cultural gap. Ah, uh, so many gaps. But none in our speaking of the introduction. No, none. Not at all. Hello, audience. Did you miss us? Because <laughs> I sure did. I did. I miss the person I am when I make these podcasts. Um, and Frazzled. that is someone who is. No, <laughs> that is someone who is happy to talk to Bryce Wong. Oh. All other times I'm upset because I am not talking to Bryce Wong. <laughs> yeah, there are two modes in life, really. Yeah, Bryce and no Bryce, um, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Okay, so sorry, I interrupted you. You were about to say you went to a wedding. Yeah, I went to a wedding in California. Very fun. Um, it was like at a garden and river conservation center. So there were like all of these, uh, oh shoot, what do you call them? I, I don't know. Like dioramas of like, uh, water birds poking their way along oh. the river and stuff like that. Very cute. I love a diorama. I love a good diorama. Um, they, they weren't dioramas. They were bigger. I don't know what you would call that though. Like oh, life-size like- diorama. Like what you see at like the Natural History Museum. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yes. 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 I I would still call those dioramas, but I don't actually know what they're called. Yeah. Wait. Let me look it up. This okay. is very important. No, that's good because I I did Big have another update, but I couldn't remember. What diorama. It was. Big diorama. Natural <laughs> history <laughs> museum. Get some ASMR in here from my. No, they're called dioramas. Whoa! They're literally called life-size dioramas. Oh my! Bryce! Oh my god! You were right! Whoever was in charge of naming that had exactly two brain cells. Same as me. Did an incredible job. I like when things are called exactly what you understand them to be. Yeah, say it like it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, incredible moment of 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 brain to brain symbiosis. I don't know what that means actually. It's a science word. <laughs> um, I, I don't think that's right. <laughs> we got what? What are all the like businessy buzzwords? Synthesize, it's, synergize, oh, synergy. Yes, synergy, synergizing. There we I go. just watched the documentary about the fall of WeWork. Oh, you did. Yeah, it's really rough. <laughs> I I love documentaries about the fall of some corporate corporate entity. Oh, I have not really watched any of them. And then this week, while I was dog sitting, um, the people I was dog sitting for have a large television in the living room mm-hmm. where I was doing my work, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I could just watch a bunch of things, and I could not for the life of me think of what what to watch. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch this documentary about the fall of a megachurch. <laughs> and let me tell you, I've never been in the mood before, but I was hooked. I was hooked. This stuff is fascinating. Uh, and, oh, oh, what do you call it? Sensationalist? Yep, yep. Which, you know what? I'm eating it up. I really am. I know that there's so much stuff they're not talking about. It's done in the way that is most likely to hook me in and make me think, 
oh my god, that's horrifying. I could never be like that. And and they got me. Yeah. I, I, I love being uh, gullible and being taken for a ride. Yeah, and then you emerge on the other side uh, humbled. <laughs> no, but I, I do love that genre. Like, I watched, I watched the WeWork one, but I think I also watched um, the one about Theranos with... Um, Elizabeth, oh, yeah. what's her face? Holmes. Holmes, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then not quite the same thing, but I also was addicted to when all the Firefest documentaries were coming out, and I was like, Oh my god, I haven't <laughs> seen any of them. There, it's just reveling in someone else's downfall. It's just, I don't know, a passion of mine. <laughs> Good. That's a. Uh, I mean, it's not at all indicative of your character to enjoy <laughs> things like that. But I do think it's very funny that you might be, like, sitting in the dark of only the the screen of (laughs) the TV, watching the downfall of others, rubbing your hands together. Yes, Yes. good. Yes, good. (laughs) Okay, well, I'll watch the Firefest. There are multiple, right? Yeah, there's one on Netflix and then one on Hulu. There always is. Hulu is always catching up to everybody else. It feels like... Netflix or HBO or the people who have first come out with the doc that like gets all the press and then extremely shortly after Hulu's will come out. Mm-hmm. I do... Not to knock against Hulu. No, no, no. I think Hulu has been putting out some good content of their own accord as well. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. And, and some of it is just like the content mill and uh, that's media literacy for you folks. <laughs> So, Shayna. Yes. How is how is the house that you have been keeping? It's gay. <laughs> it's June. We're recording this on June 1, mm-hmm. 2022. Um every corporation has barged into my house. They are knocking on my doors and windows. Uh, they have changed their icons on social media to rainbow-infused approximations of what they once were. They're, they're saying things with hashtags about pride and LGBT. And um, this will be my next month, and I'm just strapping in. Good to have you. Thanks. <laughs> yes, there's only one sponsor I really love, and that's Super Yaki. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect segue for a Super Yaki advert. Hey Bryce. Hey yourself. Do you know what time it is? Never. Uh, well, it's time to hype our incredible, one-of-a-kind sponsor, Super Yaki. The team at Super Yaki loves movies, so much so that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top-quality merchandise to showcase your love for film and TV. They've got everything. From super soft t-shirts saluting the brave of us out there who love to watch movies by ourselves, to comfy sweatshirts and aprons commemorating historic events like the night Stanley Tucci made a Negroni. I will never forget it. (laughs) Plus, the team at Super Yaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks, and ships using compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. And, as a special gift to you, listeners can save 10% on their order with code SUPERCHARMED. All caps, no spaces. At checkout. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. 
I miss going to the movies so much, but wearing my super yucky A Penny Marshall film shirt does at least give me a little feeling of connection to all our friends out there ceaselessly watching and yelling about movies. I think I want their Jennifer's Body or Judy Greer or Kelly Marie Tran merch next, but it is so hard to choose, so maybe I should get all of it. <laughs> yes, I have a hat. Yeah, you do. So remember, go to superyaki.com and use Supercharmed for 10% off at checkout. You too can have a hat. That's S-U-P-E-R-Y-A-K-I dot com. June is my busiest month because it is when I get paid for my opinion most, or like most solicited for my opinion and curatorial knowledge because um, much like... Uh, any other month that capitalizes on the celebration of a certain identity, it's when things are deemed most like valuable and special and on theme, um, which which can feel a little grating if whatever identity is being uh, valued at the moment is not really valued the rest of the months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it just, it feels grating, but I'm, I'm happy to have most of my time during June be taken up by things that I do really like to do. So lots of movies this month. Um, the film festival I work for is happening. Nice. And then also I, I co-programmed a film series at the movies, at the movie theater. Nice. Tell the crowd. More. Yeah, I shall. So Nighthawk Cinemas in uh in Brooklyn, there are two different cinemas, are going to be playing a series called Be Gay Do Crime. <laughs> and I was invited um, by a really wonderful colleague to transform an article that I had written last year also around pride for the same reason of like people scrambling to say we need our gay content and I was like yeah whatever it was 200 bucks great nice. um, but that has that is now transformed into a full-on screening series and it's happening throughout the month of June and the first screenings are happening this weekend I yeah. am so proud of you so impressed by you um, for those of you who are not New York City based. Nighthawk Cinema is like a respected two location theater. <laughs> um, it's not like this, this like super small grungy art house. It's like actually a an attraction that people often go out to, especially because they're the kind of theaters that like have these special festival events or um, have like Q&As and talkbacks and whatnot. Uh, and they're also a theater that serves food. Yes, very important to notice. Uh, to note, to note, the menus change according to the month and according to the movies that are playing. They have themed cocktails, uh, and I'm very excited for the brunch special that will be oh. happening with uh, the movie Debs, which is one of my favorite movies. It's it's just so silly and such a fun, good time. Um, perfect, perfect brunch movie. Also, I Bryce, I think it's really funny that you like had to note it's not a like a grungy art house theater because while to some people that would engender lots of like respect and and reverence and like oh 
two big cinemas. Wow, that's wonderful. Uh, to a lot of other people, you lost them right away. They don't <laughs> respect me anymore. <laughs> oh, I, I'm so sorry. But it's in Brooklyn. I'm a, Does that I'm help? I'm a sellout. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. <laughs> Best of both worlds. Don't worry, everyone. <laughs> if you if you walk away from the cinema a little bit, you can probably still spot a rat. There you go. Still, still Brooklyn. The rat is me. So, I'm, I'm walking among the streets. <laughs> just, just an uptown rat. Oh, I, I do. An uptown flat. I do like your talk about your um, film series. Actually, reminded me of an update that I was gonna tell, uh, as one of my, as one of the fun things that I've done the past months that I've been away. Yes, say more. I went to go see... So I was supposed to go with Shayna, but unfortunately it did not work out. I went to go see a showing of Saving Face, the uh, film by Alice Wu, um, at the Brooklyn Art Museum. And it was like one of those showings where you had to buy a ticket in advance. You you usually have to buy a ticket in advance. But like it was a very small, very um, limited run. Like I think it was basically that day. And the director was there, and they did a whole talk back with her, and it was very nice. Um, if you have watched the half of it on Netflix, that is what you might also know Alice Wu from. But uh, Saving Face is her first film, and I walked in there like 10 minutes late. It was packed, it was dark, the movie was in full swing, and I was looking for a seat. I found a seat in the middle of like an aisle and I like shuffled in and I was like, oh, sorry, excuse me. Oh, sorry, excuse me. Oh, sorry. And then I got to the seat and then the person sitting next to the seat was like, oh, no, sorry, my friend is sitting here. So I had to turn around and be like, okay, I'm sorry, excuse me. I'm sorry, excuse me. I'm sorry. All the way back out, came all the way back out, was searching up and down the rows for an empty seat, found nothing, saw a woman leaning against the back of the theater. And I was like, oh, maybe she knows like what the deal is if you don't have a seat. So I went up to her to her, and I was like, uh, sorry, are you waiting for someone? Like, do you work here? And she was like, no, I'm the director. And I was like, oh, gotcha. I will leave immediately. And then I went to the other side of the theater and just sat in the back and tried not to make too much noise. I really do think this is one of my favorite stories of all time <laughs> from you. I think it's brilliant that you met Alice Wu, um, and I did not. <laughs> But uh, I, I also think you're destined to become friends. Oh, my God. I, I really look up to her. I, I don't know if you and I have talked about it, but I feel like we have. But yes. wi- when she was doing the Q&A, I thought that she was so thoughtful about the questions. Like, she was actually thinking about what the question was asking her and coming up with, a, with an answer that made sense and that was actually thought-provoking definitely uh i wish i could have seen it i just know she was so amazing and i know that kim garcia who was the moderator was also amazing yeah. and i'm so glad you got to go because it's such a good film yeah i had a really good time it, it probably was not my most comfortable viewing experience but it definitely yes. <laughs> is one that i will remember Strangely, you and I also watched Moonlight at the back of a theater and didn't get all the way up to our seats. Oh, yeah. I do remember that as well. I wonder why this is a theme. What well, we're just late people. We're not on time. Oh, I guess that's it. Damn. <laughs> we always expect there to be previews at movie theaters and they just disappoint us every time. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I think that that is a wonderful manner-keeping note to end on. Um, not for any particular reason, because I can't really find a segue at all. <laughs> <laughs> but just but just because. Because the people have heard us talk. They've gotten their fill of, oh, it's Shana and Bryce just being Shana and Bryce again. This is what we've missed. This is what we've longed for. And now we enter the main event. <laughs> the main event. Ast- the monkey event. The monkey event. Astral projection. Astral A- monkey. Astral monkey. A- astral monkey. As- astral monkey. Welcome to Pride. Um, <laughs> this... <laughs> This oh my god, we're at season two, episode twenty. Yeah, we're we're up there now. We're seasoned veterans. We are. Do you think we're gonna get through this whole series? Um, time will tell. I imagine that the last episode will come out while I'm on my deathbed. Yeah, I was gonna say with my dying breath. Uh, <laughs> but I I do believe we will finish it. Astral Monkey season two, episode twenty. This episode eight eight. Did it? It aired. Oh God, I'm no, so you, you got this. weathered. You're doing okay. great. Keep going. <laughs> this episode aired May fourth, two thousand. We're almost lining up with the time, um, and it was directed by Craig Zisk, and it was actually written by Constance M. Burge Whoa. and David Simkins. She makes her appearance. She she grants us with her presence. Her rare, rare appearance. And uh, yeah, and I watched it on Peacock. <laughs> I also did. Because not, it's not on any other uh, channel thing anymore. No, it's not. It actually, I, know, I keep saying this, but it just, it looks really good on Peacock. Oh, you did mention that the last time we talked. Yeah. I'm not, I, Peacock is not sponsoring me, unfortunately. <laughs> I think they should. I think they should. We use it so often. We tell people so often to go to Peacock to watch their silly little show. Um, but I'm getting no money from it. So Peacock, fix it. Yep. More money, please. More money, please. Bryce, would you like to do the Three Sisters stories? Yeah, I I think that I would like that. <laughs> okay, good. Who you want? Um, I am... Looking at my notes, trying to remember what happened. Okay, I think I will start with uh, Piper, because I feel like she... We're, we're going to build up to, like, the person who has the most plot this episode. So mm-hmm. Piper's main thing is she's helping her sisters with their whole monkey fiasco. Um, basically, a m- bunch of monkeys has, has their powers now, and also a mortal. And she's just helping her sisters figure that out. And also, she is um, she is very jealous of Prue because Prue got to meet one of uh, Piper's celebrity crushes. Wait, I thought it was Phoebe's celebrity crush. Phoebe's celebrity. Oh, you know what? I did I say Piper when I started the sentence? Yes. I the entire time I met, I, I was talking about Phoebe. <laughs> yes, indeed. Okay. Well, there you have it. Good night. <laughs> and good luck. Um, yes, so that was that was Phoebe. Uh, Prue, on the other hand, is photographing Phoebe's crush, movie crush, and it, it's a very silly side plot in which 
uh, he is taking advantage of her appearance on set in order to put tabloid attention on him and his new girlfriend in order to maintain his bad boy image. Um, and and Prue is, is justifiably annoyed with that. And as she's dealing with that side plot, she's also helping her sisters in a much more dire case. Mm-hmm. I honestly gotta say, I, I felt nothing towards Evan Stone, but as soon as he whipped out his undercover tipper voice, I was oh, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was it. Yep. That was it. That was when I was like, wait, he actually has some personality. Mm-hmm. I was like, and you he's know, he could be silly. fun. Yeah. Everything else, very boring. Yeah. He's just kind of like generic uh, movie action star. I think he's like doing some kind of karate TV show or something like that. Some sort of martial art something. Yeah. Chop, chop, kick, kick. Mm-hmm. They, they used a wax on, wax off reference. Oh, yeah. Uh, which was like, all right, okay, karate, I guess. Yeah, he, he's basically, uh, his personality is as thin as a paper until he reveals that he has a secret tipper alias codenamed Julius. Julius. Hello, this is Julius. Yeah, it was, that was the moment I was like, I wish this episode of Charmed was just goofy. Yeah. This... Instead. I- instead. This episode of Charmed was not goofy for Piper, let me tell you. Oh, no, it really wasn't. So the doctor that, the mortal that ended up getting um, their powers and that had been experimenting with the monkeys and giving the monkeys their powers was uh, Piper's doctor back when she had a royal fever. And she feels guilty that she basically ignored all of his requests to come in and do more blood work. Um, Mostly because like the blood work's not gonna reveal anything. She was cured because she has an angel on her side. Um, so she just tried to ignore him, and he pushed on with his experiments and his project, and it all went downhill. And I think that Piper shoulders a lot of that, um, a lot of that blame, even though I'm not, I'm not as positive as her that it's her fault. Yeah, it's a real Holly Marie Combs cries episode. Yep. Yeah, she did some great crying at the end there. She really did. She really did, and I was a little confused to be honest because the last time we like we saw her really break down in that manner I think was when she was saving Leo and uh Hmm. this this man does didn't you know to me I was like oh it wouldn't afford as much importance but I guess it's it's one of those few times where it's a human yeah it's a human human person not a demon it is interesting how okay they are with killing demons and not humans. Um, mm. Because, I mean, there are some bad humans. I mean, not that I'm saying that we should go out and kill humans. But I'm just saying. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just thinking, Sound like, bite. <laughs> what a double standard, though. Like, demons had true. a life, too. That's so true. Demons are paying the bills. They're going back to their wives and children. <laughs> filing taxes to the exactly, demon overlords. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a living. It's, you know what? It's a living. It's a death. It's true. It's true. And you one could argue that the desensitization to demon deaths is 
is actually something that could very easily flip the script on the Charmed Ones and make them the villains and, and not our obvious protagonists. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to a human... Yeah. So interesting. I, I Crew think... and... Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think primarily, like, the issue is like, oh, I don't want to kill innocents, but I don't think Dr. Williamson was an innocent at the end. Right. But was he not an innocent because their powers were corrupting him? Yeah, yeah. I I understand where Piper, like, drew her conclusion from, but... I mean, he, he was he was a go get him kind of guy. He's ambitious. He's a doctor. He was gonna do what he had to do anyway. Yeah. So you know what? Kill him. <laughs> no. Not what I meant. Not what I meant. Boo! Boo! Oh god. Rise. I'm Boo. striking this from the record. <laughs> when does someone become a monster? That's the real. That's the real question of this episode. It's not at all. It's not explored at all. <laughs> actually. But it is a good um, question. But if we were charmed to spellcast and we were about, like, philosophy, I feel like that would be the question of this podcast episode. Oh, my God. You just described a much better podcast series. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, the real reason, everyone, that we've been gone for six months is because we've been creating a newer, better charmed to spellcast. And it's, it's on philosoph- Oh. <laughs> the philosophy of Phoebe. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I think she would actually have that show. To be to be very honest, it just started raining so hard. Yeah, same over on my side. Wow. Oh, I feel connected to you. Wow. Same Bryce. city. Same city, separated by a bridge. Separated by a bridge, and a tidal estuary. Do you remember where? Oh, yeah. That estuary. It's doing a lot of work for us. Um, anyway, so so one question of this episode could be, am I a man or a Muppet? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> am I a Muppet of a man? Expound more, um, please. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, I was going to say man or monster, but Muppet was just what came to mind. Um, to be honest, I, I love that song. <laughs> yep, <Yeah>, same. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. I actually, oh gosh, I it it did actually make me think about something completely unrelated. This question of like, what does it take for someone to become a monster in our eyes? Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to be like removed from our compassion. Mm-hmm. Or empathy and thought of as less human, like when when does the the switch flip, or the flip switch? I never actually remember. I think um, it's the, the switch. Order of those words. Wait, when does the flip switch? <laughs> You're getting me in my head now. I know. Well, I think this is dyslexia, personally, of a different variety. Um, for me, of just like I can't remember what things go in front of things. But anyway. When when the turnkeys mm-hmm. um, and someone becomes just so removed from any sort of sh- shadow shred of of dignity of 
what oh shit what's it called just they don't they don't have any more chances with mm-hmm. you and it it made me think a lot about certain public figures mm. at the moment whose whose dignity is becoming completely shredded very purposefully so um in order to be seen as monsters and like why someone would portray somebody else as a monster what do they have to gain from that mm-hmm. anyway that's just where that's where my brain went for the the charm to a spellcast philosophy podcast hmm i was recently watching i think it was a i think it was on hulu but it was a like um docuseries about steven strainer and his brother court carrie strainer um so steven strainer was a kidnap victim a long time ago um and he was kidnapped for seven years and then he came back and he's a hero and then his brother later on went on to murder a bunch of uh, hikers in Yosemite. And so it was this big dichotomy between the two brothers um, and their experiences. And I remembered watching the attorney for the brother who had, who's the murderer. And the attorney was trying to say like, it is not my job to prove him innocent. It is my job to prove where the rage came from to kind of like lay the foundation for understanding how he got to where he is now, which, yeah, I thought that was, like, very interesting, because I, I don't know if I could ever disassociate, like, um, if, if I could ever, like, be like, yeah, it's reasonable, so he can't be guilty, like, he, he, he's, he's insane, basically, so he can't be guilty because of the insanity clause. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't know how to disassociate that from, like, but I think evil is also insanity. Hmm. Very interesting. That is, that's not exactly what I was thinking about, but I do think it falls into the same sort of category. I was, I was really thinking about, uh, defamation. Mm. And specifically in this, this case of Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, which was just, just decided today in which a, a jury decided despite, despite overwhelming evidence to the contrary, that uh, Amber Heard defamed Johnny Depp by not speaking his name at all. And so much of that court case was fought entirely through social media. Oh, I do remember there being a lot of, like, TikToks and YouTube shorts about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, I just think about this, like, total removal of, of any sort of compassion or interest in in listening and willingness to to move so far away from someone that is not known to you actually um as to declare them a monster so that's that's just something i was thinking about it's like this idea of somebody deserves punishment Mm. because they are a monster and like who decides that they are Anyway, um, anyway, I, I did not follow that case at all, so I have no opinions upon it, but I, I will say that it, it often is a tactic by the prosecutor uh, to, what's the word, question the character um, and oh, to yes. like, create in the court of public opinion um, the idea that perhaps this person is deceitful. 
Yes, that's why in SVU they sometimes say, get me that journalist. <laughs> We're going to leak it to the press. Of course. And SVU then you're is like, where we learned ooh, it. Ooh, sneaky. Yes, SVU is when where where many many parts of our justice system learn a lot of things and that maybe that's not a good thing. Hmm, perhaps not. Yeah, hmm. Law and order. Who hmm. yeah, who says exactly? There was some law and order in this one. In this episode, there was some uh Oh yeah. Judge Judge Dredd, there was some repo man law and order happening. You are violently trying to bring us back to the point and I appreciate it. <laughs> I mean I, I thought of it, you know? <laughs> it it was a real clear segue for me. Um not maybe for our listeners, but I bet listeners are wondering how did this Dr. Williamson get the sisters' powers? And how did the monkeys get the powers as well? What is the what is the link? What does a monkey have to do with anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as far as we know, right, as far as we know, as the sisters are discussing whether or not Leo has fully moved into the house, mm-hmm. and Piper's saying, no, he hasn't moved in. He just has breakfast here every day. He just orbs in and out all the time. Oh, yeah. Very awkward scene where he orbs into Piper's room and he, like, says something kind of sexy to who he thinks is Piper. Uh, and Phoebe turns around and is like, oh, no, it's me. Oh, no. Oh, no. Please stop in your tracks. Wait, He's I like, think it, ha, ha, ha. the question was, um, have you ever done it on a cloud before? And Phoebe was like, does a, what, was it, what did she say? Like a Tempur-Pedic mattress count? Ah, Phoebe. Quippy. Quippy as always. But yeah, so as they are discussing Leo's presence in the house and and Piper is doing that thing where she's like, Oh, really? Is has he moved in? No. Has and they're like, Yes, he has, and he's eating all of our cereal. (laughs) Um over across town, across San Francisco. Uh, our good doctor is experimenting with the blood of the Hallowells and injecting it into monkeys. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, it didn't age well. No, I hate any sort of thing that has to do with experimenting on, actually, on people or or animals. Mm-hmm. Um, I just needles and contamination and mm-hmm. injections are just like ugh ugh yeah makes you feel so gross i especially this scene like the dr williamson's lab i'm no doctor but it looked pretty <laughs> messy like i feel like contamination was definitely on the docket oh yeah it was pretty gnarly there were like no protections anywhere anyone could just walk in yeah like there was a big I don't know what it was, but there was a big uh, canister of something that looked explosive. Oh, yeah. The vials of blood just hanging out. Just hanging out. Very large samples of blood, too. (laughs) Where'd they get those? Apparently from the sisters. I guess. Um, And they kept them, I guess? Certainly blood must go bad after a while. Right. So this it does not seem like a very ethical guy, for sure. Kind of messy, too. Um, but he, his program is 
of experimentation is about to be shut down by the new head of his department, and he's desperately trying to figure out how Piper could have been cured so close to the brink of death, uh, so we learn, so he can cure his own sister, Mm -hmm. who is very close to the brink of death as well. I do think it's good that they did try to give this villain, like, a reason. All the best villains have, like, a seemingly reasonable point of view. Ugh, my goodness. I... Yeah, whatever. Okay, so... Just a ridiculous circumstance. Um, I'm sorry, I got so distracted by the thunder. Yeah, I heard the thunder too. Okay, Uh, I'm gonna just like rewind that. I'm gonna zip, 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 zip. Right back. Okay. I thought, okay, so I thought it was kind of a weak, like, his sister. I thought it was, there was just like a lot going on in this episode. Yeah. And I, like, I do appreciate that it was like, oh, everyone has a reason for doing the things they do. But I, I think that it wasn't, maybe, I thought to me it was, but maybe to you it wasn't. It wasn't entirely made clear that this was just a normal man who was driven by the grief of losing his sister and then driven uh, to insanity by the accidental, you know, infusion of, of powers. Yeah, I, I, I can see why you would think that. I, they didn't spend a lot of time... Um like, purporting the goodwill of Dr. Williamson's character. So, it, yeah. it, and plus they started off with him, you know, injecting monkeys with blood and stuff like that. And he, he looked pretty not okay to start. He, yeah. He looked not okay by the end, but to start off, he looked pretty harried. Uh, he definitely did. Um, I will say, uh, in regards to Matthew Glaive, who plays Dr. Curtis Williamson, he actually is in one of my favorite shows that I oh. just watched this past year. Um, he plays the deadbeat dad in Pamela Adlon's show Better Things. Oh. Which uh, just concluded its five season run and it's about a working a working mom and actress who is just like trying to get by and raise her three kids as her divorced uh her ex-husband just fucks around elsewhere and he Mm. plays the ex-husband um so it was quite a shock to see him on the screen without any gray hair wow that is shocking i would not have expected an actor like a just like a side character and charm to still be working nowadays you'd be surprised you'd be surprised um but yes he plays xander in better things and I would highly, highly recommend anyone check out Better Things. It's some of the best writing I've seen Ooh. in a really long time. Okay, noted. Um, but yes, that's my that's my little meander. Uh, he's better in Better Things. In this, he just is not really given a full character, it seems. Mm-hmm. Like, well, the, like the... you said. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's the, he's the monster of the week. Yes, yeah. Like... Like you said, they kind of try to uh, inject him, if you will, with, like, reasoning for some things. But it just, it's a little messy. Yeah. Like he is. Like, you know, like all of Charmed is. Like all of Charmed is, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he, 
as as his program is being shut down and he accidentally gets knocked in the neck with a, a syringe oh full of blood which yeah. i immediately immediately would be like i need i need a hospital yeah. <laughs> doctor <laughs> i need a doctor Please. i am a doctor i oh my god um but the monkeys have powers and as he's going to inject it into them they instead inject it into him ha 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 uh, but he, so he gains these unexplainable powers of freezing and uh, um, telekinesis. And as he discovers later, uh, premonition, and he's, and then he gets a cone, a, a cone, a cone fall. He gets a phone call from <laughs> another hospital where his sister is, and his sister is in critical condition, so he has to rush over. And then we meet one of the least likable characters to ever grace charmed in like a minute or less. Oh, for um, sure. In my opinion. It's a valid opinion. Which, oh God, it just, he's so rude. And like, I know he's supposed to come off as, you know, desperate for his, his wife's, health and safety and everything like that but he just comes off as so full of himself um and this is the husband of the doctor's sister who is a policeman and is asking the doctor dr williamson why aren't you doing anything you're a doctor aren't you every second that i'm here criminals are out in the world it's so dramatic <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this is this is all happening in Dr. Williamson premonitions that this Mr. Cop is going to have a heart attack, and he's right. Mm-hmm. So where did that come from? He just had to use his skills of premonition. It's It's Phoebe. It's Phoebe. That's where the premonition came from. And so now we're like, wow, he has... All of the powers, this could not go more wrong, could it? Just you wait Just and see. Just you wait, listener. Um, the last we see of Dr. Williamson before we cut back to the sisters is after he saves his brother-in-law from the heart attack. He's like, I'm going to the medical records room. And then he goes to the medical records room and he goes, give me the file of every patient who was in the criminal wing or something like that. So fucked up. Give me all of your classified private information uh, because I'm going to use it to harvest their organs. Yeah. The, the for rest, good. The, um, the thing that his sister is missing that would help her is a kidney. And so he's going to track down criminals, supposed criminals, and take their kidney for his sister. Uh, just How does he know it would be a match? I guess he has their files and all of their medical work. I guess you're right. Ah, uh, stupid question from me. Bryce, you were right. <laughs> that's Not- the least of our worries. <laughs> that's the least of our concerns. It's truly the I sound like I sound like my partner. Whenever Nix and I are watching a show in and we're like watching a fantasy or like a medical drama or something, they'll go well, you shouldn't have done that. Like, this doesn't fit into this key. Like, this key <laughs> wouldn't fit into that door or something like that. As if, like, that's the 
the least <laughs> probable thing out of everything that's happening. They're like dragons it. flying overhead. <laughs> oh, that key doesn't work. <laughs> Obviously, that key is not the same size and has the same teeth as the blah, blah, blah. Why wouldn't she see that? Something is wrong here. <laughs> Something's afoot. Um, so I'm I'm realizing that I've picked up things from my partner. Thanks, Nix. It's gonna shout you out on Charm to Spellcast. You don't listen to this. It it is a good That's question okay. though, because like when we were watching the Doctor of All the Blood, and I was like, doesn't blood go bad? Like, how is he still have blood after six months? And then when he's injecting the monkeys with the blood, I'm like, oh yeah, are you allowed to just inject blood into somebody like that? I don't I don't think so. Um, but I'm not the American Board of Physicians. That so you're not. maybe, maybe that was a a board question, and they were like, "Yeah, well, if you know, if your sister's dying, yeah, put yeah, it in the monkey, yeah, sure, put it in the put it in the fucking monkey." I don't know. We don't know anything else that's that's happening with this blood it and its supernatural prowess. Put it in the fucking monkey, <laughs> um, and that, dear listener, is how we get. Such a fucked up healthcare system. That's probably that's probably actually a very good metaphor for it. Thank you. It wasn't lazy at all. It wasn't reaching at all. <laughs> I had this written down. I had this planned. Yeah, this it's right next it's right next to San Francisco in my notes. Mm-hmm. When we saw this episode we were like, perfect. We can talk about the themes of indicting the medical uh, industry and healthcare system in the US. Yeah, I'm always surprised when we talk about current events. Um, but I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be. Wow, it is raining so hard. It is doing a big thunderstorm out there. Dang. Wild, because it was so... I mean, the weather's been all over the place the past week or so. Yeah, climate change. That's what's happening. That's what. That's Climate it, changed. It, it is changing as we speak. Shit. Um... Okay, the next note I have is the girls meet their monkeys! <laughs> yes. Um, wait, just to back up a little bit. I know we touched on it briefly, but uh, Prue is going to go take a photo of some celebrity for her magazine. And oh, yes. while she's there, she sees the monkey that has her powers astral project into the photo shoot. And she was like immediately, oh, well, this is not correct. Uh, and so she rushes. Well, not not immediately. She goes first. Oh, what a cute monkey! Yeah, and then the, <laughs> he he astral projects away, just as uh, the celebrity turns around and is like, "What monkey?" Classic. And she's like, "That was code for I left the oven on. I gotta go. Bye." Um, so she rushes away. He he manages to get his paparazzi photos in though, where he's like handing her keys and whatnot and paparazzi's like oh is there something there um but trouble of brewing for this bad boy truly not an important component of this story uh <laughs> she rushes home she meets with her sisters and she's like i saw a monkey that has my powers they're like if i had a nickel <laughs> <laughs> and oh. then they oh go ahead oh no i no, 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 please go first. I have something innocuous to say. No, say it. I love the innocuous things. Oh, okay. Um, Prue's knit top with that leather jacket. Seriously, what a look. Seriously, 2000s. I really loved it, actually. I feel like it's... That... Yeah, go on. Go ahead. Ah. 
No, you. Ah. Um, it's very much the 2000s, but I think that Gen Z has brought us all back around because I can easily see someone like on Euphoria wearing that as well. Yeah, that is exactly what I was about to say. The knit top is coming back. Mm-hmm. Like that, that whole outfit has come back. There have been some horrifying comebacks too <laughs> of uh, lengths of ratio of shirt to like pant. <laughs> in which pants are now like doing the thing where they go below your hip bones again i hate that oh i hate it too i hate that so much it's the worst um but also you know you do you just don't expect me to also do you <laughs> you heard <it> here first <laughs> oops oh no that's not what i meant um i will not be wearing that is what i meant because i don't want to but the knit top I could definitely see that happening. I feel like there have been a lot of knitters gaining gaining steam Mm. in Gen Z. Mm -hmm. I just, I do love the the knit aesthetic. Like, it's just so textured and like, I don't know, comfy looking. Cozy. Cozy. But also possibly very itchy. Also Um, possibly. I think, remind me to like make a singular post on our Instagram. I'm going to post the knit top. (laughs) <laughs> be like who wore it best okay and find someone who's popular now oh nice good plan thanks thanks okay yes so yes innocuous thing but very important thing said fashion moment from charmed mm-hmm. um so then they put together from the various letters multiple letters and the call that piper has gotten from the doctor they they put together through a very a convoluted series of questions to each other that Dr. Williamson must have been experimenting with their blood on monkeys and the monkeys have their powers and they have to go find the monkeys. They're really good at the detective stuff nowadays. God, they're so good at it. <laughs> so they rush off to the hospital. Um, but, you know, not before Dr. Williamson takes his first victim of kidney mm-hmm. kidney victim and they find they find the monkeys and the monkeys are so cute mm-hmm. there's this whole like i i'm positive that they when they pitched this episode they were like wouldn't it be fun if they had a bunch of monkeys and they're all holding them because uh, that's what happens for the rest of the episode yeah and that's pretty much it that's that's most of it i would say it's most <laughs> of the action until until they try to meet up with dr williamson they figure out how to separate the powers from the monkeys by mixing several spells and potions together. All, yeah. Phoebe, Phoebe's this, really a potion master at this point. This was my moment. Oh, I also wrote the same thing. Holy cow. What? 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 Oh, no, I wrote potion genius. Nice. We're of the same mind. This was also my moment where I was like your partner and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. You can't just mix two potions together. They must have side effects. (laughs) You can't just mix two potions together. (laughs) What are you? Did you not go to magic school? (laughs) Come on, guys. Again, the least... This is a show about magic. They can do whatever they want with the potions. Yeah, but we're here to point out... The most mundane uh, pieces of why this wouldn't work were the were the Mythbusters of Charmed. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to be your own Mythbuster. It makes you really fun at parties. 
Um, good it's advice. Extremely fun. For all the Thank youth you. out there. Yeah. Hey, youths. This is what we have to say. Knit tops are in. Pants below your hip bones are out. They're coming back, but we say they're out. And uh, being that one guy at parties, totally in if you just want to go home early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah being that one guy at parties i also love how there's just no other description we just know we just know who it is we we know who you are and who you will aspire to be in order to get out of there um but yes so they they concoct a concoction and it works wow genius potions genius and then and then as they're they find dr williamson and they attempt and he's looking he's looking pretty rough. He's looking awful. He's been going around just slicing and dicing people up, dropping off their organs at nearby hospitals. It's... He's got a, a spidery infection. Oh yeah. From from where the uh, syringe stabbed him. Oh my it's god. Real gross. The syringe just stabbed him in the neck. This can't be that can't be good for you. Yeah, pretty pretty gnarly. Um so they meet up with him and they think that he's still a reasonable person. And they want to help him, and they try to give him the potion in order to alleviate him of of the powers and also the side effects of containing those powers. And he is not having it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care. Wow, there's lightning. He does not care. He he forcefully uses their own powers against them and knocks them out, and he smashes the little glass vial of the potion. Um, And this was actually an interesting tidbit that we get from Leo. So apparently, um, in his words, the doctor is cosmically screwed because his body is not designed, I guess, to take on magic. Like, apparently the sisters can do it because they've had generations and generations to evolve and, like, handle the effects of magic. But in a mortal, it will apparently drive them mad. It'll fuck you up. I wonder if they will uh, continue... To stick with that logic throughout Charmed. Who, time shall see. I, we shall see. Only only time will tell. Mm-hmm, that's so, what I meant. Yeah, time shall see. <laughs> time knows all. Time, time will see. see it for us. Time is on our side. Uh, anyway, so they now know he can't be reasoned with. And so they're trying to figure out another... They're back at the manor trying to figure out another plan... And this is where Piper gets really upset uh-huh. that the other do don't seem as interested with trying to reason with him at all. They are prepared to kill him as if he were a demon. Myrtle Dirtle. Myrtle Dirtle. And she breaks down a bit, but she doesn't really have time to fully assert herself because Phoebe finds him. Mm. And they have to stop him. Yes. So... They rush off once again, and there's not much of a plan. Um, nope. They had found him by scrying, the, doing the whole thing where they were, like, hovering a crystal over a map, and they're like, where shall the crystal land? Uh, so they find him that way. He's, like, in some alley with a bunch of um, homeless people, uh, probably up to no good. Um, and uh, they corner him. They corner him, and he throws a rusty circular saw at them yeah where did they come using, from <laughs> no idea there are multiple of them um, oh, yeah. using his using his powers and piper freezes it and tries to freeze him but he doesn't freeze 
And so she, she is stuck in place trying to keep the saw from hitting them. So he throws another one, and this time it's Prue fighting with him. And they're noting that he's very, very strong. He's so hard to uh, to fight back against using their same powers. And Prue says, okay, on my count, let go. And they're like, what? It's gonna kill us! And she's like, no, do it. Okay, duck. And they use the the fatal, the flawless boomerang effect mm-hmm. um, for the saws to hit the wall and then hit the doctor. And that is how he passes. Mm-hmm. And it's quite sad for Piper. Yep. So that's kind of like the climax of the scene. We don't see what happens after that. Like, do they talk to Daryl? How do they... Like, what do oh they my do? god, I forgot about Daryl this whole time. Oh yeah, Daryl is a part of it. He's like, this guy's out there just murdering people. Um, yep. But yeah, he's, he's, he's generally angsty. Doing his, doing his normal thing. Yeah. Really, which is like, this guy's out there and he must be stopped, but also don't drag me into your nonsense. I don't want to hear about magic. You mean to tell me... <laughs> That the blood so of a monkey... So what you're saying is magic. And uh, that's where I tap out. Okay, so that's kind of the whole resolution. And then we have like the whole uh, ending scene where they're figuring out what to do with the monkeys. They're going to give them to a conservation center. They tell the monkeys, they train the monkeys to do the see no evil, hear no evil, fun mm-hmm. thing. And Piper is... Piper is so sad and is taking the death of the doctor upon herself. Mm-hmm. And I think partly it's because she ignored his letters. Yeah. Um, and his phone call. But I would too. Yeah, I, I mean. I would too. It was, it was turning into territory that she wouldn't have been able to manage. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, he was already doing some pretty sketchy things. Like, they told him to shut down his project, and he was like, no, going to secretly inject these monkeys anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Piper shouldn't feel bad that he died, but she shouldn't feel like it is her fault. Yes. She definitely takes some things on to herself. Yeah. We have seen. Um, and I think it's coupled with her ever-present longing for a normal life. Yeah. If only these sorts of things didn't follow her. If only she wasn't f- to feel like the cause of them. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much how the episode ends, is with Piper stating her piece, that she she's regretful, she's, she's punishing herself, and she goes up to the room to sob, and Leo orbs in and comforts her. Yeah. It's a pretty heavy very, ending. Very somber ending. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I, I guess you kind of need those every once in a while um, for this to feel like a show with any emotional heft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely supposed to be, I think, oftentimes dramatic, because it is an hour-long show. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think it's supposed to be more than just, like, fluffy comedy quips. But I do love my comedy quips. I love them. I love them. They keep me coming back for more. <laughs> So that's it. Piper's disillusioned and crying, and and the monkeys are fine. So thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, a good ending for and the we monkeys. Got one dead duck. Yeah. I, I guess it's not really. We can't really do the um, the monster death rating. The demon death. Yeah, the demon yeah. death. 
Yeah, I would. I mean, it's it's kind of devastating. Yeah. For for Piper, at least. Mm-hmm. I never liked that. Yeah, I, I think it feels wrong to rate how bombastic the Doctor's death was when it reduced Piper to a puddle of tears. Yes. However, we can give it a gold star for an HMC crying scene. Ooh. Yeah, I do like that. Because she's just so good at it. She's just, she's acting. I know. Look at her Acting. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her go. So uh, I guess that about wraps it up. Uh, Bryce, mm-hmm. do you have any closing thoughts? Mm-hmm. Again, we've reached this point of the episode where I'm supposed to have a thought. <laughs> a singular a singular thought will do. A singular thought. I do I do wish that um we could just have like uh you know how in I don't know what they probably have it in like other shows as well, but I I mostly know it from anime. Um you know how in anime there are like um fluff episodes where it's just kind of like side story. Yeah, a bottle episode. Yeah, I didn't know that's what they were called, but I believe it. Um, <laughs> I feel like if we just had like a random tangent episode, I don't need a full series, definitely not. But like one episode where we just follow Julius the Tipper around, that would be yes. some good comedy for me. I would enjoy that very much. I think it is, it's fun to look at this idea of celebrity culture in which a celebrity is uh, promulgating it. Yeah, yeah. He's just goofy. He's just... He's a troll. He's having a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, totally agreed. So more anime bottle episodes, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my closing thought is always pack extra potion. Ah, mm-hmm. They never do. They never do. It always gets smashed, and they're like, "That's it. <laughs> we don't have that's any all more we ingredients." Have. That that's actually why they had to resort to kill the doctor because they were like, oh, "We can't make exactly. another potion. There's not enough ingredients." Mm-hmm. Always be prepared, and then be double prepared. Mm-hmm. You said it. But if if you're not, it's not a moral failing. You said it again. That I did. Well, I think that's all I have, really. So should we wrap this motherfucker up? Yeah, let's should do this... it. Let's do it. Okay, well, thank you, everyone, so much for listening to yet another episode of Charmed, a spellcast. My name is Shayna. You can find me on most platforms at Bernadette Teeters, and you can, well, I haven't written a newsletter in a while, (laughs) to be frank. Uh, I keep having plans to do so, so when that happens, you can find it shanamacy.substack.com. And I'm Bryce. You can find me on Your Best Bryce on Instagram, uh, and also Finished Foodstagram. And together we comprise Charm to Spellcast. You can find us at Charmed Spellcast on Instagram, and I will have that knit top pick up. Yes. I swear to God, it's going to happen. You can also write to us, charmedspellcast at gmail.com. We love letters. They make our day. Yeah, we have fallen off the face of the earth, but we're back now, and so... We're climbing. And so climbing from the trenches. You may reach out to us, and we will say hello. Yes, we will. Thank you so much for listening, and goodbye. I'm sorry, doo-doo-doo-doo. I'm sorry, doo-doo-doo-doo. We waited too long, doo-doo-doo-doo, to record a song, doo-doo-doo-doo. I'm sorry, doo-doo-doo-doo. I'm sorry, doo-doo-doo-doo. 
We wait too long, do 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 do, to record a song, do 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 do. Take it away, Bryce. I'm sorry, so sorry about everything. I'm sorry, do 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 do. I'm sorry, do 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 do. I waited too long to record a song, and now I forgot the melody to my own song. <laughs> Good night.